Do you believe in spooks? And the, really, we need to turn to the Bible to see what the Bible says about spooks. Can we turn to the Bible? I said, can we turn to the Bible? Mark 1.21. Let's go there. Mark 1.21. And let's read. Let's see what the Bible has to say about spooks. Of course, this is Halloween. I said we give no honor whatsoever to the devil. He's defeated. Amen. Amen. But being Halloween, I thought it'd be good to go into the Bible and see what the Bible has to say about these kinds of things. So look at Mark 1.21. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. Jesus went into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. See, the Bible doesn't say a spook but an unclean spirit. And understand that they were in what we'd call church, so to speak. The synagogue, today we'd call it church. And there was a man in their midst with an unclean spirit. And notice in verse 24, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are. Now, you might underline that. We'll say some more about that in a, in a little bit. But this, this unclean spirit, this spook, if you will, knew who Jesus was. You're the Holy One of God. But Jesus, now what did Jesus do? Did he get into a conversation with this unclean spirit? No, he rebuked him saying, be quiet and what? And come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried with a loud voice. Now just think about that going on right in the middle of a church service. Do you think that would maybe up, uh, make some people feel a little uncomfortable? Probably. Do you think it would scare anybody? Probably. But it happened, didn't it? It happened in Jesus' ministry. The unclean spirit, this guy convulsed, and cried with a loud voice. He came out of him. The unclean spirit came out. Then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he, Jesus, commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. So did Jesus deal with a man who had an unclean spirit? Yes. And so... Uh, he, he dealt with that spirit, and so the Bible says unclean spirit. We'd think of it as a spook. Now, you know, Mark one thirty-two. Look there, Mark one thirty-two. Let's just go to verse 32. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him, to Jesus, all who were sick and those who were what? Who were, who were demon what? Demon possessed. Demon possessed. Now... You know, we use the term spook, but actually the, the Bible term, you'd want to use the word demon. Uh, we saw unclean spirit, but demon. And notice they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed. Think about that. Think about that. They brought to Jesus people who were demon possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many what? Many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they what? They, they knew him. So you see, Jesus himself dealt with evil spirits, unclean spirits, known as demons. We might use the word spook, but let's don't use that word anymore. Let's use the word, the Bible word, demons. And, and Jesus dealt with demons on many occasions, not just with in these occasions that we uh, read about here, but on many occasions he dealt with people who were possessed with demons. How many of you remember the time that he dealt with what we know from the Bible as the maniac of Gadara? Remember that? And that 
uh, that man had a legion of demons in him, more than one, many. And, uh, and do you remember that that maniac Gadara had superhuman strength, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? And, and it was because he broke chains, the Bible says, and no man could tame him. But Jesus, remember, uh, and remember that guy dwelt in the tombs. And, and he would cut himself with, uh, see when you see, have you ever heard of people cutting themselves? See, almost without exception, you've got de- demon powers involved there, you see. And, uh, but that guy lived in the tombs. He'd cut himself. They'd chain him up. He'd break the chains. No one could tame him, the Bible said. But Jesus cast the legion of demons out. Remember that? Does anybody remember where those demons went? They went into a herd of swine. Is that right? What happens? I mean, what happened when the, when the demons went into the swine? They, what'd they do? They ran down and, and killed themselves, didn't they? You, you understand that, that, that very oftentimes, not, not, not all the time, not, not all the time. Say not all the time. Not all the time, not all the time but, but there are many occasions when, when, when uh, people uh, get affected by, you know, when demons oppress them or, or whatever, can, they can drive them to commit suicide. Do you understand that? That, that can be the case. That can be the case. Not all the time, but it can be. And we also notice in the Bible that uh, Jesus dealt with the devil at times. How many of you know there is a real devil? There, there really is. There, there's demons. But how many of you know there's also God? Is that right? There's also angels. Is that right? And those that be with us are more than those that be with them. Amen? So that's good news. But you need to realize that these things... These demons and things are real. They, they are real. They're out there. Now, the Bible is clear. When human beings die, when human beings die, their spirit leaves their body. Did you understand that? When a human being dies, their spirit leaves their body. Now, have you ever heard somebody say, well, it's just old Uncle Fester. He's, he's dead, but he's haunting the house. Have you ever heard of that? Do you know that Uncle Fester, when he dies, he can't haunt a house? Or Aunt Mabel, she can't haunt a house. You understand that? Yeah, but a whole bunch of people were murdered in that house. It's their, their spirits of those people have stayed behind and are haunting that house. Not biblically possible. Did anybody ever see that, that movie? And, and I watched it when it came on television when they cut any bad stuff out. Ghost, remember that? Where that Patrick Swayze was killed and his, his spirit stayed behind. Remember that? It is interesting. His spirit looked a lot like his natural body, didn't it? I believe our spirits, I believe our spirits fit inside our bodies like you'd fit a hand in a glove. And so that's one thing in that movie I thought was, was accurate. But, but, but beside that, that, that movie is not biblically accurate because his spirit can't stay on the earth once it leaves his body. Human beings' spirits can't stay on the earth once they leave their body. There's only two places to go once a spirit leaves a, a body, a human body. Either to heaven if they've repented of their sins and placed their faith in the Lord Jesus and they're a Christian, they go to heaven. How many of you know that's a far better place to be there? And then the only other place to go is where? Is hell. And that's a place of horrible torment. There is no in-between. There is no purgatory. There is no limbo. You can't find that in the Bible. It's not there. And, and a human being cannot... Uh, a spirit. When a person dies, their spirit leaves their body. They do not stay on the earth to haunt people or haunt a house or whatever. They either have to go... To be absent from, for a Christian, to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. And, and of course, we know when someone dies without knowing Jesus, they go to hell. So then what is it? What is it that haunts houses? What is it that, that, that will haunt people? What is it? What is it? It's demons, you see. Do you understand that? But we have authority over them in Jesus' name. Amen? Now let's look at Deuteronomy 18 and 9. Go to the Old Testament here. Deuteronomy 18 and 9. Let's turn over there. Deuteronomy 18 and 9. Let's go there. Deuteronomy 18 and 9. Deuteronomy 18 and 9. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He's talking to the the people of God here. 
you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Notice, abominations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire or one who practices what? Witchcraft. Or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are a what? Uh, an abomination to the Lord. Well, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Leviticus 19.31. Let's turn there. Leviticus 19.31. Leviticus 19.31. Notice this. Leviticus 19.31. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them. To be defiled by them. Somebody asked me one time, what is a familiar spirit? It's a demon spirit. And what a familiar spirit is, yeah, it's a demon spirit, but uh, how many of you know, uh, like with anything, how many of you know there's real men of God and then there's, there's fakes? How many of you know there's real prophets of God and then there's fakes? How many of you know that's right? Well, how many of you know that's on the good side? On the, on the negative, bad side, how many of you know there, there's, there, there's real witches and there's fakes? Huh? How many of you know there are real fortune tellers and then there's fakes? And, 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 and probably most of them are, are, are frauds and fakes, but there are some real ones. And does any of you remember, do any of you remember when uh, Saul, remember he was the king and he had backslid? And Samuel, the prophet, had died. Remember that? And Saul, King Saul, God, he was on the outs with God. God wasn't speaking to him. And he needed to hear from the, the, he needed to hear from the Lord. And the way the Lord always spoke to him was through Samuel. And Samuel had died. And remember, uh, he was trying to contact Samuel. And remember what Saul said? He said he went to the witch of Endor. Remember that? And remember he said, get me, he said, get me a witch, but get me one with a familiar spirit. Now, what was he saying there? He was saying, get me a rich a witch, get me a witch, but I want a real one. See, there's real and there's fake. The real ones operate through the power of what is known as a familiar spirit. And you see, there are demons in this, in this world. You understand that? And they watch people and they observe people. And that's why some people can go to a, to a fortune teller and they can really tell them stuff about their past and their present. Do you, do you understand that? Yeah. It's not that that person knows. It's that the familiar spirit, the demon spirit that's operating through that witch or through that fortune teller knows, knows what that person has done. Do you understand that? So a familiar spirit is a demon spirit that knows things about people, you see. And, and, and if somebody goes to a real uh, a fortune teller, a lot of times, well, boy, they were real accurate. How did they do that? It's because they were operating uh, through, the, through the power of a familiar spirit, you see. Do you understand that? You're, do you understand that? Now, what does the Bible say? Should we go to people uh, with familiar spirits to have our fortune read? Should we do that? Absolutely not. Why would we want to go to the devil? Let's don't go to the devil. Let's run with God. Amen. Amen. Now, I've already in here over the years operated under the power of the Holy Ghost through what's the word of, known as the word of knowledge, which has to do with things present, things past. I've already told people things by the Spirit of God. I told a lady one day... under. These things are real. I'm just, I'm not going to apologize for them. They're real. And, and I remember uh, one day standing right in here, the Spirit of God, he, he gave me some things to tell this lady, and they were things she had written in her prayer log some three years prior. It freaked her out, absolutely freaked her out. Another lady standing right in here by the Spirit of God. One day God told me some things about her, and I whispered them in her ear, and she started shaking. How did you know that? How did you know that? How did you? Well, I couldn't know it, but how many of you know the Holy Ghost knows? And the Holy Ghost knows more than the devil. Don't run with the devil. Run with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Are these things real? I'll tell you they're real. Amen? I remember one day, 
there was a lady standing right in, I'm off my notes. Is that okay if I get off my notes? I was standing right in here and a lady came in the line and I knew by the Spirit of God there was demon power, demon activity. I remember my ushers were standing there with me, you know. And I, and I, and, and it was a demon power. She started to growl just a little bit. And I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And I laid hands on her when I, my hands hit her. She just shook and fell to the floor like a sack of salt and that demon left her. Can you say amen? I remember my usher at the time, Bob Hill was his name. He said, Pastor, I don't spook easy. But he said, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. And I told him later, I said, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up too. But thank God we have power over the devil in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now that stuff doesn't happen around here all the time, but we shouldn't get freaked out when it does. Didn't Jesus say these signs will follow them that believe in one of them? In my name they'll cast out demons. Is that right? Now you don't go somewhere where all they do is cast demons out. And to deliverance meetings, don't go to those. Stay away from them. You're liable to get a demon if you go to those. Run, run in the house of God. Stay in the church of God. Stay in the house of God. If the devil shows up, we'll rebuke him and run him off. Amen? Amen. These things are real. You need to understand that. But should we go looking for him? Should we go to a fortune teller? Should we go to a spiritist or something? No, absolutely not. Now, it's not so much now, but how many of you remember about 10, 15 years ago, there used to be one commercial right after another that would come on and say, call in, dial in, and, and, and we'll give you your fortune. Is that right? Or we'll, How many remembers that? I called it 1-800-DIAL-A-DEMON. That's what I called it. But you know what? Before they'd read your fortune, you know what they'd want? They'd want your credit card. Is that right? How many of you know God can help you and he won't charge you a dime? Can you say Amen. Glory to God. Well, give no regard to mediums or familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. So you see, God acknowledges that witches and sorcerers and the like are real. And like I said, there's the real and the fake. And we talked about Samuel. And people ask me, well, why did Samuel, why did he go to the witch and whatnot? Well, he was on the, I'm, I'm sorry, Saul. Why did Saul go to the witch? I, I don't have all the answers to that. But, uh, but nonetheless, what we gain from that story, what I want to talk about right now, is that there's the real and there's the fake. Say there's the real and there's the fake. And God tells us not to seek after the devil and the things of the devil. Now notice Exodus 7 verse 10. Let's go there. Exodus 7 verse 10. Let's turn there. Exodus 7 verse 10. Notice this. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. Now wouldn't that freak you out? That would freak me out. You know, the Bible's real interesting reading, you know that? But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, they also did in what? In like manner with their enchantments. Did you know the devil's a copycat? I said the devil's a copycat. Did you know one thing I've learned is that people really are seeking the supernatural? Did you hear me? I said, people are seeking the supernatural. Well, why do we want to seek it in the devil? Let's seek it in God. Amen? Have I made that clear? And then notice, and, I've, and this next verse excites me. Notice verse 12. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod, which was really Moses' rod, which was really God's rod, swallowed up their rods. Real loud, say amen. What do we learn from that? We learn that the devil does have some power, but God's power is greater than the devil's, and God's power will swallow the devils up. Amen? Glory to God. That excites me. How about you? Glory to God. Say, God's power is greater than the devil's. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Now let's go to Luke 10, verse 17. And notice here that Jesus, notice what he does here in Luke 10, 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, because he had sent 70 out to minister. 
said, Lord, even the, even the who, even the who, even the demons are subject to us in your what? In your... You've got to realize the devil's not afraid of us. He's afraid of who's backing us up, who is Jesus. See? That's who the devil's afraid of. He's afraid of Jesus. Notice the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority. Real loud say, I have authority. authority. Yeah, you do. If you're born again, you do. He said, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, all, does all mean all? All the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. Nothing by any means shall hurt us. Do we need to be afraid of the devil? Absolutely not. Why? Because we have authority over him in Jesus' name. Amen? And then Jesus says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the, that the, that the, that the, who, the what? The spirits, see they're demon spirits, are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, now that's something we ought to be more excited about. But we can be excited about that and also rejoice that we've got authority over the devil. Amen. Could there be a haunted house? Oh, sure. Yeah, there could. I remember one situation. Is it all right if I tell you a story? It's a true story. People came up. They requested prayer one time. They owned a certain uh, house. And there was rapping on the door at night. Uh, not on the door, but on the walls, on the walls at night, just rapping on the walls at night. And they said, Pastor, can you help us? And I said, well, certainly, certainly. And we took authority over that, commanded those demons to stop their op- in, in their operation against these people and, and commanded them to leave the property. And they came back sometime later and they said, Pastor, since you uh, made that declaration of faith in the name of Jesus, all the rapping has stopped. Well, glory to God, the devil has to leave, doesn't he? Amen. Now, these things don't happen all the time, but, 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 but they have happened. I'm so glad we have authority over the devil. Does Halloween make you nervous? Absolutely not. Devil doesn't make me nervous. We go around running with God. We make him nervous. Amen. Now, let's notice something else here. Let's go to Acts, the 8th chapter and the 5th verse. Acts 8 and 5. Just some New Testament examples showing God's power is greater than the devil's power. Acts 8, 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. This Philip was an evangelist. Multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean, unclean what? Unclean spirit see crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed and there was great joy in that city but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced what sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria actually the King James uses the word bewitched he bewitched the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great See, people that operate under demonic power will always draw attention to themselves. Men of God and women of God operating under the power of the Spirit of God will not draw attention to themselves. The devil's crowd wants your money before they read your fortune. Men and women of God won't accept your money. Oh, we accept tithes and offerings, but, but, but that has nothing to do with operating under the power of the Spirit of God. Did you hear me? I'm not interested in your money. I'm interested in the power of God. Did you hear me? Noticed, he bewitched the people or astonished the people. Verse 10, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying... Now notice what they said. This man is the great power of God. Now listen to me. You need to realize that 
the devil, his number one tool that he uses is not rapping on the walls at night. His number one tool is not going boo. His number one tool is deception, to try to deceive you. He's known as the deceiver. And, and that's why you have to know the Word of God. Say, I must know the Word of God. See, if you don't know the Word of God, the devil can be operating in your midst and you might think it's the power of God. I remember there's a good man of God who I greatly respect. He said, and he ministered some 70 years by the Spirit of God, and he said that there'd already been church services where he... He wasn't ministering, but he was there visiting. And he said he would see the minister operate under the power of God in one service and come out in the next service and operate under the power of, of demons. And then when he gave a little more explanation, he went on to say that the reason that happened in most cases was because, you see, you, see, you can't just make the, the Holy Spirit go into operation. Suddenly, he'll go into operation as he wills. And so on one night, the minister would operate under the power of the Spirit of God, but the next night, you see, the Spirit of God wasn't moving along those lines. But you see, people are hungry for the supernatural. And so if you're not watchful as a minister, people will want the supernatural so bad that the minister can give in to that pressure to give the people something that the Spirit of God's not in, and that's when the devil can get in, you see. Did you hear me? So if God's not moving in that way, I'm not moving either. Say amen. amen. But you need to know the word of God so you don't get deceived. Because the devil does have power. God's power is greater, but you need to work and know the word of God so you can discern between the two. Did you hear me? Some years ago, there was a preacher that, that went around and he could tell people their name, who their doctor was and whatnot. Now, there's some of those people were fakes. They'd have their wife in the back room with a hearing device. Remember that? Uh, radio? How many remembers that? And thank God those people, at least at that time, got shut down. But there were other ministers who'd go around and they could. They'd tell you the name, rank, serial number, you know? You understand what I mean? And I think as a kid, whoo, boy, that must, well, that must be God in operation. You study the ministry of Jesus. Do you see him going around all the time giving people name, rank, and serial number? Absolutely not. Once the woman at the well, he did it with the woman at the well, didn't he? And there were, some, there were a couple of other times, but Jesus did not go around regularly calling people out of a crowd and, and telling them what was wrong with them or, or, or that kind of thing. He didn't do that. So don't think that that needs to be going on for God to be in operation because when that kind of stuff, when everybody's getting name, you know what I mean by name, rank, and serial number, and who your doctor is and where you live, that's the power of the devil in operation through a familiar spirit. Now God, God might do that occasionally, but if it's going on all the time, you need to run from it. Say amen. Now, they said this man is a great power of God, and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for how long? For a long time. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, continued with Philip. Now watch this. And was what? He was what? He was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. What much we could say, but what I want you to get out of this is the power of God is greater than the power of the devil. Here's a sorcerer, and he's bewitching the people. The people really don't know the word of God. They're deceived. They think it's the power of God. It's really the power of the devil. But then when, when the man of God comes in there operating under the power of the spirit of God, then this saucer, yeah, he believes, but then he's also amazed seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. See, the power of God will amaze the witches and the warlocks. You understand that? The power of God is greater. I don't want to run with the devil. I want to run with God. Amen? Look at Acts 13.8. Go there quickly. <coughs> Paul, the apostle Paul, had just went out on his first missionary journey. 
And the first thing he runs into, essentially the first thing, one of the first things, he runs into, look at Acts 13, 8, he runs into Elymas the sorcerer, for so his name is translated. Withstood them, withstood who? Withstood Paul, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at this sorcerer and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? That's pretty strong talk, isn't it? Isn't that pretty strong talk? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. What do we learn from this? The power of God will leave the power of the devil in the dark. Say amen. Amen. Say the power of God will leave the power of the devil in the dark. Well, that excites me. How about you? Now in Acts 16, 16, let's turn there. Acts 16, 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer. This is talking about Paul's group here again, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination or fortune telling or a familiar spirit. See, this, this, girl, this girl had a familiar spirit, a spirit of divination. She was a witch, fortune teller, who met her, who who brought her masters what? Much profit by what? They're after the money, aren't they? But this one, this this girl had a had a had a demon spirit. Now, this girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, see, this this girl was for real. She had a demon spirit. And those... People, her masters didn't care about her. They just cared about the money. And when they saw their hope of profit was gone, why? Because she couldn't read people accurately anymore. Because that demon had left her, that familiar spirit had left her. When their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities and so on. Paul wound up in jail and then that earthquake took place or whatever and he was him and Silas were, were freed and all of that. But notice here... Uh, this, what did she say? These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. This she did for many days. Now people have asked, why didn't Paul do something about that sooner? I believe he didn't pick up in the Spirit what was going on. It took many days. And, then he, and then, he, then he discerned by the Spirit of God that this wasn't right. Did you ever notice, because I thought about this for years and much could be said. One thing I used to say is, uh, that I don't want the devil giving me press, you know, promoting me. But there's actually something more that I've seen here that, that needs to be said. What this girl was saying was these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaimed us the way of salvation. That's all right, isn't it? Is that all right? Yeah. I mean, the devil can tell some truth, can't he? But did you ever notice it said Paul was annoyed? It, it, it wasn't what she was saying, it's that she was. these men are trying to preach the gospel and this woman, though she's saying the right things, she's drawing, a t- she's, she's drawing attention to herself and distracting the preaching of the gospel. Did you hear that? Did you get what I just said? How many got what I just said? And that's why it had to be stopped, see. What was being said was right, but it was annoying. It was, drawing, it, was, it was distracting when Paul, perhaps when he got up to preach. How many of you remember that laughing that came through way in the past? And men of God would stand up and try. And I believe, that, 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 that I believe in the joy of the Lord. I believe that there can be a laughter in the Spirit. I believe that. But when you've got a man of God stand up trying to teach and people are laughing hilariously, the Holy Ghost isn't going to interrupt himself. See, those people are in the flesh or they're operating under demon power, one or the other. Say amen, because it's true. 
Well, thank God, Paul cast the demon out, didn't he? And it left, didn't it? Let's conclude in Acts 19, verse 13. Are you getting anything out of this today? I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came today. Learning some things here. Acts 19, 13, this is in Ephesus. Paul had been there for several years. Special miracles were done and all of that. This is the place where they took handkerchiefs or aprons from his body to the sick, and the sick were healed, and demons went out and all of that. But notice right here in, in Acts 19, 13, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. Oh, and by the way, have you ever heard of that movie, The Exorcist? Don't ever watch that. I said, don't ever watch that. I said, there's something demonic on that. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. It Don't watch that because I'm telling you, you watch that. You're, open your, you're opening yourself up to the devil getting hold of you. Don't let your children watch it. Listen to what I'm telling you now. Did you know that was based on a true story? Right here at Election Brothers Hospital in St. Louis. It was a boy, not a girl, but it happened right here in St. Louis. Do you understand that? I knew a man who used to work on that floor as a... He, he, he worked uh, years later. He worked on that floor as a, I don't know, a janitor or something. And, and he said you could, still, you could still... It was still eerie to walk on that floor. Don't watch that movie, guys. Yeah, don't... Just take my advice. Then some of the... Now look at this, verse 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now notice, they did, they're going to try to cast demons out of people. They don't... They don't know Jesus for themselves. They say, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, Jewish chief priests, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? See, these men were not born again. The demons didn't recognize them. They didn't know who they were. They know who Jesus is and they knew who Paul was. How come they knew who Paul was? Was it because he was a great apostle? No, it was because he was a born again child of God. If you're here today and you're not saved, see, the devil doesn't recognize you. But if you're here today and you're saved and you're born again, you're washed in the blood of Jesus, then the devil knows who you are and he's afraid of you. And he's really afraid if you'll stand up in your authority in Christ Jesus, you see. He said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Now watch this. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and what? Wounded. Can a demon give somebody supernatural strength? Oh yeah. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came, confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. I would have liked to have seen that. I'd like to see the power of God shut down all the evil in a city. See the power of God shut down all the witchcraft in a city. See the power of God shut down all the pornography in a city. Amen. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. That's a lot of money. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Say that. Say the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Say the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Are you glad you have authority over the devil? Are you, are you glad you have authority in the name of Jesus over demon power? What did Jesus say? These signs will follow them who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Is that right? Didn't he say that in Mark the 16th chapter? Aren't, aren't you glad we have the name of Jesus? That name has been given unto us. A name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, everything that in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, Bible says, uh, must bow the knee and say that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, don't be afraid of the devil. Run with God. Now, while the world will celebrate trick-or-treating and cutting jack-o'-lanterns and all of that. Let's close this service up.
by honoring our Lord Jesus Christ, who's defeated all the power of the enemy and gave us that authority in his name. Let's, let's celebrate him this morning as we close the service. And today, it's just interesting communion. We receive communion about every six weeks. It just happened to fall on today. So let's receive communion now and let us honor. Let us honor our Lord and Savior through the receiving of communion. Praise God. So go ahead and pass out the communion. Bless God. Go ahead and pass it out. <coughs> we'll just stay in an attitude of prayer. Praise God forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and pass the communion out, fellas, if you would. I'd appreciate that. Let's, let's, let's receive communion here as we close this service up and celebrate our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Once you've taken the, the bread and the juice, you can stand if you would. Let's stand in the presence of a holy God here. Amen. And we'll receive this communion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can leave the lights turned up, guys. It's okay. Just leave them up. Just let's everybody stand once you've got your communion. This is a holy thing, a holy time. Amen. You can go ahead and bring the lights up if you would. Bring them up full. Just leave them up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Doing a good job back there. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can go ahead and just praise the Lord with your lips there as they're... Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's always keep this sanctuary a place of praise that's filled with prayer and praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Normally we have music, but we don't have music today. That's all right. Just let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has everyone been served? All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for that which represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for us so that we might know physical healing. He bore our sickness and carried our disease, and with his stripes we're healed. And so we receive our healing this morning. If there's any sick in here, I declare, be healed in Jesus' name. As you receive this, this that represents the body of Jesus Christ, receive it by faith, receive your healing. Go ahead, partake of, the, of that which represents the body of Christ. Also, Heavenly Father, I thank you for that which represents here the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the powerful blood of Jesus, the blood that cleansed us from all sin, the blood that there's power in the blood. We're so thankful that there's power in the blood. There's still as much power in the blood of Jesus today as there ever was. We're just so grateful for the blood of Jesus. We know that the devil is afraid of the blood of Jesus. And we're just so grateful for that blood. The blood that washes sin as far as the east is from the west washes it away as though it never even happened in the first place. We're so grateful for the powerful blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now partake of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Say, thank God for the body and for the blood. We did this in remembrance of Him. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We remember His death until He comes. Thank God he died, but he was raised from the dead too. Amen. The ushers can receive the receptacles back up where the juice was. You can go ahead and put those cups in as they go by, as that goes by. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I don't have my worship team up there, but let's do something by faith. I'm not a singer by any means. I can't sing worth a flip, but... Let's just see, there's power in the blood. You remember that old song from years ago? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. 
of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Sing it again. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Well, say there's power in the blood. Well, God bless you. Listen, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, don't leave here until you do. And there'll be some people standing up here in the front. If you, don't, if you say, I don't know who Jesus is, you get up here. You receive him. You, 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 you make him the Lord of your life before you leave here today. Amen? Otherwise, greet a few people. You're dismissed. Amen.